0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 at Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lay. Of course you say that. Go ahead. We want all the confidence in the world for Baker Mayfield. He's going to lead our organization to multiple Super Bowls. But what what do we have to give up for Aaron Rodgers? That's quietly behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that publicly, but behind closed doors, what are we talking about here? What What do you guys think you actually need? Let's see if we can if we can actually make that happen.
1: Jay Williams, Zubin. Keyshawn in the morning, ESPN 696 a.m. until 10 a.m. You get action sports shacks from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. right here on ESPN 690. Of course, you can do that on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch as well. Don't forget to check it out, ESPN690.com. You can stream us. You can get us in your car. By the way, did I tell you? I did tell you guys, but I'm going to tell everybody. 136 miles to Winter Springs, Florida mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. While you guys were doing the show, I was driving down. A couple yep. of stops at Bucky's, by the way. Uh, 136 miles. Yep. Crystal clear, loud and clear. Yeah. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I love it. That's amazing. It's quite the reach. That is quite
2: the reach. Some, someone say a Giannis Kempo type reach.
1: Unbelievable.
2: I love it. I was thinking like boxing reach. Who would you gone to? Man, by, that's a good call. I mean, I guess Wilder now, right? Yeah, Wilder. You stood yeah. next to him? Yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Now, if we're being honest, and I'm being honest, and be quiet about this one, when I stood next to him, Brent, I'm like, I you got you back a couple pounds. Now, Yes, I watch the highlights, and I'm like, you're all set, sir. Okay? <laughs> I'm like, I, I get it. I may have you in the weight category, but in terms of punching power, I don't know. I think he gives me run for my money every time.
1: I um also have, uh, might have had wilder weight. the Brett,
2: well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brett, Brett, Martin with the question of the Super Bowl. Hey, how much do you? How much did all that stuff cost? Yes, yeah. and he didn't have a problem flexing and telling. No, he didn't three hundred
1: thousand or something. Man, yeah. And around his neck was one hundred and forty alone. Yeah.
3: Well, when you put that on, you're you're hoping someone asks.
2: Yeah, right. Well, that's a good point. Well, that's I, a that's the, Kuz, that's, a, that's the best point you made all day. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good a really point. One. Like, <laughs> unless it's like you know, if it's like a Rolex or something, I don't know. Like, yeah. there's watches that are kind of discreet, and it's like ah. That's why, is wait, that, a, yeah. is that like a fossil or is that
1: like a big? That's time why right. when I got Steph an engagement ring, I got a, a small one. I said, Steph, you don't want to be bothered and ask all the
2: time. Like how big that thing? It's is. a good point. <laughs> it's a good point. It's unwanted attention, <laughs> all that talking. Nah, man, we're we're introverts yeah. around here, the Martino household. household. Uh, hey,
1: who uh, I, we're gonna get into minicamp down the Friday, Saturday, Sunday's rookie minicamp? Yeah. But just a little forecast ahead, a little quiet time at Jags headquarters as we wait until uh, some of these guys hit the field, which will be fun. How much will Trevor Lawrence do? I don't really know. I, I can't imagine they push it. He can throw the football a little bit right now, but I yeah. can't imagine uh, they're going to do too much with Trevor Lawrence. You also have opt-out guys yeah. that, that are just getting back on the field, like Walker Little and Jay Tufelli. You have injured guys like Cisco. He's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. We, like If you can take Trevor out of it, if you get a sneak peek at someone this weekend and, and just say, I just want to see what that guy looks like on the field. Yeah. I want to get a better idea for him. I mean, is there there one of the draft picks? I mean, is it ETN? I mean, but but you can't tell too much. Again, we got to remember, it's not like we're going to know a lot coming out of that. Uh, But even if you got to peek for an hour, you'd be like, you know what? My eyes are going to go there first.
2: Yeah, listen, I think ETN is the easy answer because, you know, he is bigger than your average running back. And I want to see if he uh, could – I mean – Once again, I don't want to speak into existence, but could he be an every-down back going forward? You know, is he built like that? Can he handle the workload? But to me personally, I got to see Tyson Campbell in person. All right, I got to see. I'm thinking that too. I got to see what the footwork is like. I have to see where if CJ Henderson's 100% and he's playing on the outside, can Tyson Campbell play on the inside? Does he have the skill set to do that? The athleticism, you name it. Um, I want to see what Tyson Campbell is bringing to the table.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I kind of feel that too, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is the right thing to do. It's probably not, but I now measure every corner that walks into Jacksonville off the body type of Jalen Ramsey.
2: I thought you were gonna say just their arms in general. Well, just their long arms,
1: length, Which, yeah, broad shoulder. That's yeah. the way the position can be played now in the NFL, and I know what that guy could do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I know we're over Jalen, but I'm just saying, I kind of, I I look at that and say, oh, I wonder. If this guy has a similar build, or does he look like that? Does he, what does he look like in a uniform? Again, not, let's not be dramatic here. There's not so much you can do on a, even a rookie minicamp. It's yeah. good to be out there running around, good stuff, get to see him. But so I'm really like, if I'm being real about somebody there, ETN okay, I really want to see him on Sundays and how Urban uses him. And I don't think we're going to be know that until September. Yeah, But I do think Campbell, how he does kind of look physically, mm-hmm. I think does matter to me a little bit. And I don't know if it should. I don't want to make too many judgments on that. <laughs> but I do think what he looks like in a Jags uniform on yeah. the field this weekend, it does kind of feel like it matters a little
2: bit. No, it, it does matter. Like, for me, it's more of just the footwork. What, what does he look like running, you know, his hip turn, all that stuff. Because, once again, like we – We didn't have the luxury to watch the combine, so and that's not everything, but that's the cool thing about the combine is we can watch these guys go through drills, and we can compare them to every other player and say, okay, this guy's got tight hips, this guy's got good hips, and all that stuff. When we talk about a pro day, it's just you being featured. You're not against the, the top talent at your position. The pressure's not on. So that's what I'm very curious to see is when Tyson Campbell's out there, you know, and once again, where do they line him up? I'm sure rookie minicamp, you're not going to get too intricate, but I just want to see what type of movement does this guy have? What are his ball skills like? And obviously, can he play that press man or is he going to be playing the slot? But it's going to be monumental because anytime you take a guy that high, I think you got to play day one. I think you got to play right away. And I just hope that we don't have a situation where it's like Caleb on chase on it last year, where I I was one of the biggest fans of the Jaguars drafting him. I thought it was a great pick. But then as I sat there and I watched Caleb on chase on, you know, work on his footwork with his hand in the dirt. But that takes time. So it was a guy who was playing a little bit out of position. So when we talk about Tyson Campbell now, I want to see if this guy can play out of the slot. Because if he can, well, then congratulations. You, you got yourself a great pick, and then I think eventually you, you may be transitioning him to the outside. But it's two different positions. So that's what I'll, I'll be watching for. If I get invited, I'm not sure if there's even credentials. I'm not sure if media can go. Kuz, you hear anything about that? Do you get any emails or anything like that?
0: Oh, dude, I don't get those
2: emails. You don't get those emails at all. I yeah, just so, get told what I can and can't hey, do. As long as I get to go back to the press box. And, exactly. I, and I don't have to buy the media pass off like StubHub. I think we're going to be okay. And hopefully you get one too, man. I need one. Yeah. And, and hopefully Urban Meyer upgrades, and I don't want to hate on it, because we had great time eating egg rolls and all that stuff. I had zero issues. The, the spinach the, the, dip? The, oh, yeah. Come on now.
0: And the, no what, more, Did fam. they do nachos
2: the one time? Nachos. I was there for that nachos. Mm-hmm, you better believe mm-hmm. it. And I had my smoothie that one time, and then I got in trouble for bringing the smoothie well, and all that stuff. But I'm just saying, if we're talking plus two Urban Meyer, everything's getting upgraded, What's that media room gonna look like, Coops? Because <laughs> well, what's that media room gonna look like, upgraded? The folding man, chairs are gonna be like extra cushion. Hey, PS5s in every single oh. table. Let's go, man. Let's go. But no, Tyson Campbell is definitely what I'll be watching for. With Travis Etienne, we're not gonna learn a lot from that first, you know, that rookie minicamp. Sure, is he big? Is he strong? Is he fast? So be it. But until I see him with James Robinson and I see, you know, how each one of those guys are different, what he can do. Travis Etienne's kind of whatever to me. And once again, it goes back to the whole combine thing, right? Like, I sat here and said how many times? Chuba Hubbard. Get Chuba Hubbard, get Chuba Hubbard. I like Chuba Hubbard a lot. Okay, well, I don't know how different Chuba Hubbard is and than Travis Etienne. One went in the first round, one went in later rounds. If I'm watching the combine and I see them, you know, go through the, 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 the drills and r- run over like the dummies and all that stuff, well, then you can tell. All I have to go off of right now is game film. And spoiler alert, both of them look pretty dang good. So once again, I think once we see those live reps, that live action, when the pads get a crack in a little bit, then you see guys like Travis Etienne of what he can bring to the table. But right now, it's all just in speculation. It's all in theory. But at the end of the day, probably the biggest thing I'll be watching, more than Tyson Campbell, more than Travis Etienne, and once again, Pending I get invited to this training camp. Not sure if Urban Meyer shut me down already. He's getting tired of my tweets I was putting out with my videos. But if I do get invited, I'm watching Urban Meyer. I'm watching how Urban Meyer coaches. Because if I was to put any money down on what training camp was going to be like this year, when the whole team's back, it'll be the hardest one they ever go through. Not only from a, you know, make a good first impression from a head coach, but also having that old school mentality that guys like Urban Meyer, guys like Charlie Strong, guys like Joe Cullen have. I think it's going to be one hell of a training camp. I think it's going to be survival of the fittest. I think it's going to be a war of nutrition, I'll be honest with you. And I wonder if Urban Meyer pulls that trigger right away in the first mini camp or if he gradually has a crescendo when everybody gets back. Like I wonder if he slows things down a little bit or if it's all systems go, because keep in mind, the guy's coming in right now, as you know, as our friend, um, and and now I'm blanking on the name, but his head's in a beehive, right? He he's mentioned that uh, a couple of years ago his head was in a beehive, so when you're a rookie and everything's coming at you fast, and once again, I don't care if you're Travis Etienne or an undrafted free agent, it's just different, man. All right, that that college atmosphere to that pro atmosphere in practice, it's it's believe me when I say it's night and day. I saw it firsthand at the Senior Bowl when we had the Detroit Lions training staff, who was absolutely insane. The coaching staff, and we're doing like sprints and stuff, while the the, the other the South team is just club med. But like that was my first rude awakening, saying, "Hey man, I don't care how hard you thought you had at Murray State, which it wasn't easy. The pro level is different." And once again, I just wonder if Urban Meyer pulls that trigger right away or if he eases them into it. If I'm Urban Meyer, I ease them into it, at least the first couple of days. I, I get everybody acclimated because keep in mind the heat's different here, right? It's probably going to be like 90-something degrees. Uh, and by the way, it was Quincy Williams out of Murray State. Hello. I mean, uh, a, a guy after my own alma mater uh, heading the beehive. You think I, I can remember that? But you're going to have guys that are trying to acclimate to the heat acclimate to pro practices and i just i wonder what urban meyer is like and this is something that i can't get a beat on because either it's going to be hell or high water day one or he eases him into it time will tell i think we got a call here we got steven is this steven's second call on the day Coozer no, no oh, i'm sorry yeah okay, so, okay, we got steven on the line steven how are we doing today man Hey, doing pretty good. How about yourself, Matt? Not too shabby. Happy Monday. Just trying to survive. Hey, happy
0: Monday to you, too. Uh, I'm also kind of curious. You didn't mention his name, but uh, uh, Smith, the guy uh, they got in the fourth round as well. I want to see where they put him. Are they going to have him standing up, or are they going to try and maybe consider adding a little more bulk to him and maybe putting his hand in the dirt because he does have the size to do both, but he's more likely – to be playing standing up along with Allen and Chase on. Uh, but also, I think you should bring like a, uh, if you do go, bring like a stopwatch and click how many times uh, Joe Cullen's uh, throwing out the F-bombs and everything.
2: Uh, <laughs> Steven, thanks for calling, man. Yeah, I believe you're alluding to Jordan Smith out of UAB. Um Hands down, he's standing up. Uh, I think he was brought in to rush the passer. I think he was brought in to be an edge guy that could push Caleb on chase on a little bit. So, you know, he has, he's already added a little weight. I think he had like 30 pounds actually since the season was over. And it's not bad weight. I mean, the guy's just, you know, taking it upon himself to add a little muscle. And, and that was kind of the big caveat of him coming out of college was, you know, as, the scouts love to say i'll say it one more time he's a little light in the loafers needs some more sand in his pants that's what they're saying uh, in, t- in terms of smith so i think you know he adds the weight everything like that he's going to be a formidable edge defender it's a guy that you can really draw on and improve his skill set now the whole joe Cullen factor I love where you're going with this, Steven. Is Joe Cullen gonna be like the guy that we saw um, you know, years back that I played for, you know, yelling, screaming, losing his voice day three, day four? Honestly, I don't think so. I think Joe Cullen's gonna be more of the guy that has to be reserved now, because you're defensive coordinator. Uh, and it's funny. Of all like the defensive line coaches that I've had, they've all been psychopaths. Okay? They've they they've all been absolutely nuts. Okay. I mean, It takes a special guy to coach defensive line, all right? And and nothing but respect to him. I I probably couldn't do it. My heart couldn't handle it. Get me a Lipitor endorsement and then talk to me. But when we talk about defensive coordinators, you got to be a little more calm, cool, and collected. Sure, you can still yell and all this stuff, but I think of guys like Mel Tucker, obviously. I think of guys like Bob Sutton. you got to be a little more calculated. You can't be chewing people up because now – it's not just you're in charge of the defensive line or the linebackers. You're in charge of everybody. So you can't be chewing people out 24-7 because you got to look at the bigger picture.
1: You know, Jordan Smith, you mentioned
2: real quick, he, to me,
1: is one of those guys in this draft class that if the ceilings hit, this has potential to be a really good draft class. Sure. Like, Jordan Smith's one of those guys. I think there'll be a lot of people around the league that if I asked, they'd be like, eh, nah. Yeah. Jags liked them, took a chance on them. Trent Baalke's quote was, hey, we didn't see much after him, mm-hmm. and we wanted to fulfill that that position was a good guy. and, and like them. So, again, somebody like him, Walker Little, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of players, if they can hit their ceilings, Cisco, then you got a chance, man, to have three, four, five of these picks be really good. But that's what you need, that, and that's why you can sit here all day and grade the draft class, but you just don't know. I've had more people ask me, hey, what do you think about draft class? What do you think about draft class? I don't know what to think. I know they got Trevor Lawrence. I to think, be determined, there's, I think yes. there's high ceilings, and usually I, I almost have a better response to that most years, and they haven't come out very well. They haven't mm-hmm. turned out very well. I think the Jags did pretty well. Like, I, like The thing I go to all the time is to say, hey, I am excited about Travis Etienne. Yeah. I was surprised as heck they picked him at 25, but I'm yeah. excited about it. Mm-hmm. So that's not a bad thing. We'll see what happens. You know what else isn't a bad thing? What's Fishing. <laughs> Let's get to Rick Riles right now with the Florida Sportsman Fishing Report on ESPN 690. Hope you had a good weekend, man. Oh, you know I did. You
0: know, uh, catching can be a bad thing sometimes, but fishing rarely is. Fishing <laughs> fishing's always good. It's just the catching that sometimes is not so good. I'll tell you how sick I am, Brent. I'm excited about Tim Tebow. Uh, I, I wanna, would you be totally shocked if he made the roster?
1: Uh, no, not shocked, uh, but I still believe it's a long shot at the moment for him to make the roster, yes.
0: Sure it is. But you I mean you got it you can't have a Rudy without a long shot, can you? I mean, come on now. I tell you what, was there offsides, were some sides by the way. <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. But uh let me tell you something. It was a it was a pretty good weekend. It was not calm. It was certainly pretty sloppy, but the boats that made it out of the Gulf Stream, they did well. Um pretty good numbers of Mahi. You figure it out though, there were so many boats that Uh, If each boat caught three or four mahi, that turned into a very, very good catch. And that's about how it went. Everybody had three to six. I guess there were boats here and there that had eight or ten. The mahi are here, they're just spread out amongst a whole lot of boats that seem to be wanting. To fish the edge of the Gulf Stream this year. Closer to shore, the Cobia were very good. They weren't all legal size. There's still a lot of shorts, but the numbers were good. The Manta Rays were migrating up the beach and they had a lot of fish on them. You just had to watch the size quite a bit. Inshore, things were good on flounder. The flounder bit quite well over the weekend. There were some nice legal redfish caught and a few really big trout. The trout are winding up their spawn right now, and uh, if you happen to catch one that hasn't spawned yet and she gets up near that 26, 27-inch size limit, it is a nice, nice fish, i got to tell you. But the good news is is that tomorrow and the next couple days are going to be calm. The bad news is starting on Thursday, everybody's going to be tied to the dock for a couple days. So if you're going to get sick and go fishing, make it tomorrow. Wednesday, but there's one thing you can count on. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. Thank you, boys. Thanks, Rick. Have a good one, man. Appreciate it. Do it again
1: tomorrow, 5.15 every day here on Action Sports Shacks on
0: ESPN 690.
1: 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays with Rick Riles and the Florida Sportsman Fishing Report right here on ESPN 690. Uh, Stuart Weber with us right now. I said, hey, Stuart, at least stick around for a little bit of radio. You were in Friday. He came up to shoot the live shot. Uh, did a little Tim Tebow segment. And uh, well, one of our pieces of equipment didn't fire up so well, so I ran down the studio. Oh, I got and you. You know what? That makes
2: Stuart. What do you got? Angry, angry. Oh yeah, cell signals. Wait, so signal you had to go issue. do the video downstairs? Yeah, and you, you came up here for nothing. Yes. yes. Were you here already in the building? Yeah, yeah. yeah sports, sports not that sports office. Big of a deal then? No, man, he just, he's
1: just—he's not angry that he came up here. He's angry yeah. that the thing didn't fire. Couldn't fire. Yeah, I don't mind. Well, getting why some didn't steps it fire? Cell uh, signals. We're in a bit of a dead spot here.
0: Huh. It, it's amazing
1: s- in our build. Like, we couldn't get... <laughs> Should have got Sprint. It says a lot. It says <laughs> a lot about... It. So I just said to somebody, I was like, yeah, we couldn't get... We call it a live view, right? That's yeah. well, how we go live. Yeah. Uh, and it's it col- it takes the collection of cell signals and yeah. Wi-Fi signals. I think that's how it all works. They grabbed the
3: Wi-Fi either. Yeah.
1: And, and it, in our own... Like, tomorrow I'll do the show from Winter Springs in the back yeah. of my pickup truck and... Let's hope it works fine. Sure. Couldn't get it to work in the building. That's, that's <laughs> good. That's
3: we're gonna, good. Uh, we're going to find an Ethernet cable in that room for future endeavors. Yeah, that's a good we'll idea. We'll be all right. Yeah. We've that done we, it here before. That's, that's why I'm frustrated. Yeah. Like, if it was one time and this was the only time I've ever done it here, but we've done countless live shots from that spot, mm-hmm. so... I don't, yeah. I don't know. And by the <laughs> way, I'm
1: now convinced, like our yeah. news folks, that, hey, this is a good little backdrop. We're a little different, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. We can yeah. be up here. We're talking about it on the radio today, Tim well, Tebow. They, they, so it's a nice little uh, big story. combination, they right? So it's cross-platforming.
3: Yeah. They do a similar thing with WOKV doing yes. kind of the news stories in the mornings. No. So. I bet they have Ethernet over
2: there. I bet they do. <laughs>
3: I bet they take that camera that is on hey, you right yeah. now. They find a way to
2: get that I thing mean, if you guys want you. Ethernet, just go to my office. I got Ethernet. In there. Oh,
3: Drew, we could have just gone here I got Austin's, it for days, Austin's man.
2: office. Yeah. Austin's yeah. office. It's unbelievable. Say lot to the people in the back. Uh, Austin's office. I've got a nice ring going. to it. Keep singing, I like your tune. I'm not yeah. going in. Yeah. I haven't been in there By yet. By the way, you
1: get a new office, you get new headphones, too, huh? I, Some I big ties for you. Well, okay, first of all. I can't wait until
2: these announcements are official. See, no, I don't know. Hey, see, Hit the dump button. No, it's all good. But be careful, though, because. Don't make it sound like I'm changing. All right? you it saw sounds it, like You it. saw my headphones. Yes. But be honest, though, Brent. The headphones need to be replaced. They were bad. Because the earpiece kept on falling. falling. On, they on, were bad. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I went with some, uh, I don't know, I don't like to name their br- you know, I'm not going to name the brand because they're not paying me to say it. To be honest with you, I feel like you instantly. Audio
1: you instantly became the rookie draft pick who just went out and bought a car. Yeah, might have been. Got might an have, office,
2: bought headphones. Might have. Hey, I might Spend have got a Cadillac, Cadillac EXT. Treat might have got a Cadillac EXT. Might, might have put 26-inch rims on it. I <laughs> might be going to Arby's and going <laughs> to the drive-thru <laughs> and wrecking the crap out of those rims my first week. Treat just just like yourself, Austin. That's what you got to do. got to treat, gotta treat yourself. yourself sometimes. Some people got pool tables. Mm-hmm. I got the audio technique Weber's been uh, busy yeah. uh,
1: today. Running around a little uh, Monday went to Mayport. Mm-hmm. uh nascar kurt bush
3: yep what was that all it was a cool event yeah so so kurt bush and nascar does this every year where during memorial day weekend at the coca-cola 600 they put uh fallen soldiers names on the the windshield of each car to cool. to honor them through all the different branches of the military and the one that got paired up with kurt bush who drives the number one car for chip ganassi racing is jason dunham uh, marine corps corporal uh, sacrificed his life, fell on a grenade to protect his fellow Marines. Hmm. Uh, just ultimate story of sacrifice, Medal of Honor recipient, Purple Heart. Um, died in 2004, hmm. and so at Naval Station Mayport is the USS Jason Dunham. So there's already a, a Navy destroyer ah. that is uh, in his honor, and so they gave Kurt Bush a tour of the ship, um, got to meet the commander of the ship, and then they unveiled the the car, you know, in front of the the battleship, the the destroyer um so you have this really cool kind of parallel between yeah. 750 horsepowers over 100,000 horsepower so he, you know he got a tour of the engine room got to meet uh some of the folks who serve on the USS Jason Dunham and yeah it was it was cool and one of the things i talked to kurt after the experience was you know how nice is it to be doing these things again to yeah, be able to point. get back into the good community point, yeah. to 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 thank the members of our military for what they do and obviously, we'll have that story coming up tonight yeah. at six thirty on Fox thirty.
1: Sounds good. Uh, that's uh, a it's a neat story. Um, good, Kurt Bush could uh, get up here for that. The and then you over at uh, UNF, Blake uh, Maribel continues to rob home runs. You're like a rob home run story guy. <laughs> that's the second I mean, one. I was <laughs> going to do the second one. I've done it a couple of years. Yeah. yeah, you've done. Mm-hmm. You did the Stone Garrett, the Anatomy of Stone Garrett sketch. You just had that a was insane. I remember that day. Yeah. Like for, the, well, it was really like two years in the making uh, because of the
3: pandemic. So- So the irony, by the way, to Stone Garrett, you know, they gave out the bobblehead this past Saturday. Yeah. After the 2019 season he signed with the Diamondbacks. So he hasn't been with the I Marlins know. or the Jumbo he Shrimp hasn't. since that it's like season. Like Bachman's favorite player, of 2019. player ever in 2019. <laughs> so you know he was going to get a rule 5 and then he just signed off with the Diamondbacks instead and goes and goes and plays for another team but they still did the bobblehead this past Saturday. Uh, it was pretty cool cuz it kind of has him bobbling over the, the the fence. The fence. That was the, the idea, yeah. fence. So cool. t- kind of different stories in that Stone Garrett, you know, that that fence is shorter. So you know you can do a little jump and get carried over. True, at, at the baseball grounds. At the yeah. baseball grounds, the ones at U N F probably a eight foot fence. I think so. If yeah. I had to guess, but Blake Maribel's six foot three, so he kind of just uh, showed me. It's like, yeah, I just put my hand up there and uh, here I am. <laughs> yeah. he a little jump, but it wasn't it, that. You know, they wasn't that The two that catches simple. that he's made yeah. were he's
1: not made two, like, like really just reach over kind. Yeah. I mean, it was like yeah. climb the robbery. it and then bring it back in. Yeah, it, they were like two, almost identical. It felt like. But really good plays by Maribel.
3: Yeah, and he, uh, in his way of explaining it, just made it seem so simple. And I'm like, dude, that's not that simple. <laughs> yes. it, it, it's like it's not park. that easy to just time the jump. And, you know, because if you're playing in the outfield and anyone who has – the second you hear and feel that warning track under your feet, yeah. it completely changes your approach because you know you're about to collide into a wall at full speed.
1: There's an art to it, a yeah. big time art, and something that's hard to practice in full speed. You right. practice it sometimes. was an you do practice it, kind of finding the fence, and you always want to practice robbing the home run. Yeah. Yeah. But it's in full go mode, he's done it twice in like a four week span that, like, our sports center worthy kind of plays. UNF, by the way, baseball, surprised me this year, and I don't know if that's unfair to them by me or if it's just they're doing a heck of a job and Tim Parenton's doing a heck of a job, but they've been pleasantly surprising i think for a lot of folks over there at university General of north florida
3: yeah they're hosting a divisional series essentially quarterfinals for the asun championship uh not this weekend but the following weekend against stetson and then the final four will be here as well at unf so at Harmon stadium we'll host the the final four of the asun championship to see who gets a postseason birth that automatic berth into the ncaa tournament a lot of good players uh, a lot of good uh, ball right there
1: did that make you feel better What's that? Coming on, talking a little bit after the <laughs> you live know, shot. I'm,
3: I'm, I'm it? good. I'm good. Uh, we're gonna go troubleshoot here in a second, and, and we're gonna find uh, some solutions to make it better for next time. Okay. Would you say troubleshoot is someone yeah. getting yelled at? No, 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 no. We we uh,
2: it's a technical thing. We crank okay. up uh,
3: we crank up that little box, and it could be uh,
2: user error though too by somebody. It's not. Okay, well, I if wish it was. was me
3: running it. There's a chance.
1: Yeah. So
2: listen, I'll be honest. I, I love the the, the jumbo shrimp stories that you guys are doing, but I refuse to talk about that team until we find out why that giraffe is in that. Oh, by the way, giraffe's gone. It's gone? Gone. Guys. Gone. And guess what? Guys. It's been replaced by another animal. Take the Tim Tim Tebow stuff off. Take the Tim Tebow stuff off the stream. We're we're going live to the shrimp. What's going on
3: here? Giraffe is gone. Do we know why? I don't know. I looked in left field as I was shooting the game on Sunday. What is it now? What did I see? Four giant pink flamingos.
2: Is it some? Is there like a movie coming out that we should know a shark movie felt, or something? It felt like, like
3: a, a, it felt like a very similar, you, similar kind of model uh, as far as uh, size and texture of, of guys, the giraffe. We, the, we gotta start asking. I've what's got going a on tweet here. at the jumbo shrimp. Well, and right I would now. say I also put in, put in general. So wait a little bit for that tweet because I'll well I guess do it for radio. But I'll send you a picture uh, when I go downstairs here in a second of said flamingo. I think the but isn't that kind of weird because flamingos don't they eat shrimp? Oh, that's oh, why wow. they're pink. That is why they're pink. Yeah, by
2: the way. so that, oh, wow. that's that's where they get their
1: mm.
3: color. Oh wow. Mm. Is
1: it, and then is, is, I wonder. I the
2: wonder if the, the they keep moving. Sh- uh,
1: put in the lease until 2043. Yeah, they were okay.
2: Well, there's there's no no. It's fine. Did they
1: sign up for the ESPN 690 until 2043? Because <laughs> oh, that, that occurred, would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah,
3: but the, still having a station wagon, so probably not. But Flamingos are a major enemy of the crustacean nation. You know, well,
1: that's interesting. I don't, mm. I got, we got
3: to get to the bottom of this. There's you know, so many to people asking about the giraffe like yes. that day. Oh, yeah. There are a ton of people well, interested and, in the giraffe. And not only that, I want to know did they, was it Friday they got their first loss of the season? Did the giraffe move Friday? Because if oh, that's the case, yeah, was there then... some
2: kind of like rally giraffe, oh, rally flamingo, that ended quick. They got a three game streak out of it. What if there's like a rally giraffe and rally flamingo? I <laughs> like. <laughs> what? I don't think yeah, you're a rally. I do the angels had the rally monkey back in the
3: day. I don't think you're. T- bar- t- Rango probably goes a little bit more together, a little better with the Tiki Terrace. No. Yeah, it seems to make more sense. I just feel like you sense. shouldn't have your rally animal be the animal that eats your
2: your mascot. That's
3: a good uh, point. Sort of, but, but literally, one of their it's alternate good, logos is of them point. is them coming out of a shrimp boil as so that's, that's fair, too. know, Advantage No, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they going yeah. to? Eat yeah. From. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, one last thing about <laughs> the giraffe. I can't get over the giraffe right now. But if they're if you're not doing anything with the giraffe, I would like it here. It wouldn't fit here. Oh yeah. We'll make it fit. Okay. We'll just
2: take out some of the dials. At the <laughs> take seat. out the trophy. Yeah, I like that. I
1: want. People listen, listen Todd, as big as the buzz was around the giraffe, I mean, it can only help ratings here okay. on, on the it's show. Gonna, it's going to be que- the rally draft for our ratings.
3: Honest question. Is it tall enough to have it outside and its head come
1: through that <laughs> yeah, window? <right>. It's <laughs> it's possible. That's yeah. possible. It, it beats like, the workers that pop up once yeah. in a while. I mean,
2: I'm sick and tired looking at our cutoffs, Brent. we got to get something new in here. Yeah. Let's go. because well, For the
3: longest time, there's always been random stuff in the background, but has anybody asked about Big Boy or snowboards
2: or? Yeah, we've got a couple snowboarding comments. Okay. You know, f- for the brand. The, yeah. giraffe
1: well. the giraffe would do well.
3: Giraffe would do
2: well. I think the would giraffe would get us where interest. we want to be.
1: Just think if we ever do an anniversary show again, if we make it to our next yeah. one, the giraffe is part of the anniversary <laughs> show. would be
3: fantastic. <laughs> third could we
1: put some third anniversary on them? show? Is that the next one? That'd be hey, Brian, the third. Third one. could, we,
2: could we put some sunglasses on them? Just for the hell of it? Sure. I, yeah. mean, I, I, I like draft I might sunglasses. do the show from
3: the giraffe. It's comic. <laughs> on top
1: of the right giraffe?
2: Right in the giraffe. No. There,
3: there were kids jumping on top of the flamingos. That's what I was Well, that's re- not cool. I'm just video. saying.
2: It's not great. There might be a certain picture of me strong strong out there. Of uh, a certain Chinese restaurant in the St. John's Town Center that has statues oh of, I think, elephants or something out front of it. Horses. Horses. I may have, on, on a night, where a couple cocktails at... One o'clock in the morning. There may be a picture of me out there on top of those horses. Yeah. I wonder. Just saying.
1: Wonder why those background checks on Austin Lane are always tough. It took three weeks, man. It was crazy. <laughs> a yeah.
2: a while. <laughs> it Took three weeks. It's long document. Contracted employee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got, hey, I'm stuck. I got a year now. Y'all yeah, stuck yeah. with me now. So. If you're still
1: stressed out, how about enjoy a little happy hour horde time on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.
0: Islands, and every drop of Vida de Louis tequila, 100% blue agave, from Tequila, Mexico. Good vibes. It's a
1: celebration. Hey, celebrate with a little Vida de Louis tequila. Check it out, VidaDeLouis.com for Añejo Reposado Blanco, where you can find a bottle of locally owned tequila, Right here in Jack's Beach, it's Vita de Louie. Go check it out at VitaDeLouie.com. We'll be back right after this. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Somebody find the giraffe. <laughs> Brent Martineau. I'm not the guy that likes to, like, be dramatic.
0: Austin Lane. Well, you you're Lip almost bike. in tears yesterday. I was. So Well, that was a little different. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And I will say that I will never tire of seeing no hitters. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to give me a game that has all these strikeouts and everything else and almost no b- balls hit in play, give me a no hitter. It gives you something to hang on. the The thing about the sport is that it requires urgency. The thing about about any sport, it requires urgency. It, it a sport needs to make you want to watch or feel like you need to watch. But when there's a no hitter going on, you need to watch.
1: That is Mike Greenberg. I I don't disagree with them. I mean, listen, no hitters are fun. I mean, but it doesn't there is there's a bigger problem in baseball where or <laughs> the pitchers are just that dang good. We've had yeah. the discussion last week. I do think the pitchers are really good. I think it, we might be at a just an incredible era of depth in pitching. And so much talent that even guys you don't know, never even heard of have filthy stuff, mm-hmm. you know. I, and and I'm not talking to you the the hardcore fan that knows these guys, but I'm talking the casual fan. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you see it
2: every single game you watch. Yeah. Whether they're the we talked about the second, third, fourth pitchers, they're all nasty.
1: I don't even think I I think I started to say this maybe last week we were talking about this topic or not. Maybe I did say it, but I still it would be an interesting study. Go get this done, Elias Sports Bureau. <laughs> like how much out of the no hitters that have been delivered in, in Major League Baseball history. How many are just, like, no-name journeyman guys? Yeah. And how many are, like, star players? Like, obviously, Nolan Ryan made like a living off it, mm-hmm. right? But – and you have those. I'm not saying you don't. You don't have big-name guys. But I wonder if the balance scale would tilt toward the no-namers that just have, like, this great moment. It's a good call. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's – it feels like it's one of those things sometimes.
2: Well, and it's like, you know, they mentioned this on the on the break, but Jake uh, DeGrom, I mean, one of the best pitchers going right now when he's healthy. Never had a no-hitter. Yeah, Has like below a one. Yet he's seemingly ERA, unhittable. But he's unhittable, but yeah. never had a no-hitter. It's insane. Uh,
1: by the way, DeGrom goes on the uh, IL, which I still can't get used to. What, it's Instead the injured, DL. <laughs> is it the injured list? What yeah. Is it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of the DL. Yeah. Did we have to change that? I know, right? <laughs> uh, but that's not good for the Mets. Uh, Brace played in front of a sold-out crowd last night. see that? I did not see that. Full
2: capacity. Okay. How are your Red Sox doing?
1: Red Sox are still in first place, folks. Just want to let you know. Embrace that. Cherish that. Uh, they were the first team to 20 wins. They are now the first team to 22 wins. Mm. They're still 22 and 13, three and a half game cushion on the Yankees in the race. We're now 35 games in, mm-hmm. so that's a solid 20 percent of the season, a little bit more than that. Uh, you know, I've been more impressed with the the bad teams aren't grotesquely bad. Mm-hmm. Like the the Orioles are 15 and 19. Detroit's kind of grotesquely bad. They're 10 and 24, but. Um, you know, the Angels are in last place. In the West, they're 15 and 18. The Nationals are 13 and 17. The Pirates are 14 and 19. And the Rockies are struggling, 12 and 22. So there's two teams. But, again, I said it last week. I think the uh, the parity in Major League Baseball is pretty decent. Yeah. Right now, your Brewers are struggling lately.
2: Easy enough. Hey, they lost a lot of close games. They won last night against Miami. They're okay. It'll it, right be in okay. in the middle of it. Yeah.
1: it. It'll balance itself out. You yeah. know, St. Louis is pretty good, though, 21 and 14. Everybody's yeah. playing catch-up. Uh, to them, it's okay. They're the only team in the division that has a run differential in the green. St. Louis, yeah. Same thing in the East. There's the Miami Marlins, who are 15 and 18, but have a plus 20 run differential. Mm-hmm. Weird. Well, I mean, one weird game. Stat. W-
2: weird stat, but one game can make a difference. Like the Brewers got beat by like you know 16 nothing one game against the Dodgers, and that's what it was.
1: I'll give you more. The NL, West, the AL West has one team mm-hmm. in a positive run differential. It's the Astros. Yet they have. Four teams at 500 or better. Mm -hmm. Weird. And then the AL East has four teams out of the five in the green and run differential. Weird. Or not weird. Yeah, Well, that makes a little more sense because all four are over 500. Yeah, I got you. But the Red Sox, plus 36. The Chicago White Sox, plus 53, most in the league. Even more than the L.A. Dodgers. Have hmm. the Dodgers the Dodgers are kind of dropping a little bit. I would say the Dodgers have been disappointing. Sean
2: May that Tommy John surgery now? Yeah, all of a sudden. Well, they're 18 and 17. Who would have thought that? Yeah. Well, that's what happens you play the Milwaukee Brewers. You're going to lose some games. They Milwaukee lost Brewers have four. a better record than
1: the Dodgers. Nobody would have imagined that. <sighs> well, Seattle Mariners nobody. have a same record as the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, let me give you one more. Uh, the
2: Toronto Blue Jays. Plenty of I baseball, bro. Plenty of that. baseball to go with.
1: All right, got to take a break, Goose. Yeah, we did. Thumbs Goose. are up. Thumbs are up. That usually means shock your mock Man, time. I'm gonna shock your mock By now. the way, I need to get the next batch of shirts out. I need these addresses. Oh I my need gosh, the contacts. we got to put yet? a bow on this thing.
0: Hey, I'm trying. They're not responding. People are trying Listen, to order the draft if party we owe you those. a shirt,
1: you got to reach, reach out to us. Okay. So not, okay. <laughs> I, I feel like that wasn't you part had, of the, the... You had to be on shock your mock. <laughs> yeah. And we have documentation of that sure but there are some folks that i need the name and the address and the size of the shirt are and people if you don't get back
2: you? to us when we reach out to you then we can't get it to you uh, are you sending dms are you doing how yeah. are you doing this okay yeah i miss it man oh, I miss that. that's a, it's gonna be an nft right there and obviously now every single year you have to come up with a new song right that, that, that's a gimme like i can't do the same song this up and coming year again right it's gotta be something new it's gotta be a new genre
1: yeah you know that can stuff i request than, like
3: yeah. reggae next year
2: <laughs> how about a different genre every I week i just might no brent no because i'm asking too much you of have 11 months to get ready for it no th- there will not be a new genre every week there will be a new genre
1: every year uh thought on the divisions in the nfl to wrap up the show next on espn 6 i'm
0: not touching it if i'm cleveland because i know what it's gonna take you are not giving You don't know until you know oh, What is take, it going to take? You're not taking a fifth round pick So why are we even having a conversation? You want my entire draft for the next several years You want Baker Mayfield in return All right. I don't want to Let me ask you great this Great as Aaron Rodgers is Do your odds go up to win a Super Bowl If you get Aaron Rodgers yes. versus Baker Mayfield Then why Absolutely. the hell wouldn't you do that? Because it's, it's going to take too much for a guy that has Three, let's just call it for safe keeping Three great, great years left in him I'm going to have to give away my future when mm. I don't have a real quarterback issue.
1: Hey, hope you're having a good Monday, everybody. Brett Martin of Austin Lane Coos here on ESPN 690. Have a nice weekend? Yeah. All right, well, hey, we'll talk a lot of football coming up this week with the schedule coming out on Wednesday. That's always a big day. Uh, then rookie minicamp later in the week. But uh you brought up an interesting uh point. I think I, I don't know where you saw it, but it said the AFC South was ranked as like the second to last division.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. Should they be? Are they boy, Well, Houston's really bringing it down, huh? Yeah, but no, I said I mean, that the Jags were one in fifteen. <laughs> that's a good. No, then, it's not the that's Jags' a, fault.
2: Yeah. You're the second worst division. No, that's a dang good point. It feels good to say it's Houston's fault now. Yeah, it definitely um, is Houston's fault. Yeah, though. obviously when we talk about NFL divisions, you know who the first one was, right? Who like who? I guess about the first, but the the worst one you would say
1: is the worst one. The East, correct? Yes. East? Yes. Yeah. Because you can look at it two ways. It's the most competitive potentially, but obviously the least quality play is fair enough.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um. I don't know, man. Like there is a lot of parody when you Let talk me vote about what's
1: the best. Uh,
2: the best got to be NFC West. The best would be the NFC West, correct? Like easily. Yep. Let uh, me go second. Hold on. Don't I mean, I, I can tell. You. Oh, okay. But I don't want you to tell. me. Gotcha. Take the. Uh, I mean, okay.
1: All right. I'm gonna say second one. I mean, come on. Hey, come on, bro. NFC South. No, come on, man. Mm, they're not going to say AFC North, are they? Yeah. Really? Three of those teams could theoretically win the division. I know, but Cincinnati like really
2: holds them down. They do, but you got three high-caliber teams. Yeah,
1: okay. Okay. Fair enough. You want to take the, I almost the went third? there.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: was AFC South not
2: third? Third one's surprising.
1: Hmm. I, they give so much dang love to the Patriots, it's going to be the AFC East.
2: No. No? mm
1: They go the West? Yeah.
2: Really? Yeah. They, they talk about... The Broncos maybe making a step forward. You know what's
1: interesting? The Broncos and the Raiders, they feel like they might be okay, but they don't feel like they're really contenders. Like, do you really feel like they can make a push? No, Chargers, maybe they make another step. But you're playing with the Chiefs. Yeah, and I don't... Good luck with that. I think the NFC North, you can make a better case for. You got Minnesota, you got the Packers, you got Chicago. I know Detroit's Detroit, but... I'm surprised the NFC South's
2: not up there a little bit NFC more. The are better fourth. than
1: their record, I still believe. The Saints, though, should have some equity built
2: up, and the Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. The NFC North, Um, I'm sorry, NFC South is fourth. A- AFC East is fifth. NFC North is sixth. And then that puts the AFC South AFC seventh. South. And here's what they say about that. You want to hear yeah. the rundown? real quick so on oh there's a lot to read here but uh on draft <laughs> night stanford head coach dave shaw said that trevor lawrence was good enough to do what jacks vote andrew luck did to similarity their bear roster in indianapolis that's a significant vote of confidence for a potentially transcendent player and that may be true if the jaguars are suddenly immediately re- suddenly immediately okay if the jaguars are suddenly immediately relevant then the dynamics of this list change significantly significantly
0: so on the surface, it's not
1: impossible. Basically, you need, like, three teams to really push you up. Yeah. And so if the Jags could become a player there, then you've got two teams that are pretty good, Titans and the
2: Colts. So they break down the Colts, obviously, and then they break down the Titans, like, you know, two teams I to see back. what they say about Houston. Just so the Texans even, Twitter can Didn't even mention them. <laughs> not, even, not even lying. Not even mention this article. We're not sure they're going to field a the team this year. On a, yeah. <laughs> Let's give back the replacements. Yeah, who knows? Is Didn't there mention a, Houston. Is
1: there, seriously, uh, this may, may be a good conversation. Think about this overnight. A little homework, okay?
2: Okay. Easy now with the homework, but okay. And I, is there a more
1: dysfunctional team now that the Knicks are good An organization oh, in who's the team than to... Houston, Texas? Yeah. Like, are they the most dysfunctional? Is there an NBA team that's as dysfunctional, it seems like, no way. than Houston? Uh the Knicks could have been. You could have said the Knicks before, right? Yeah. I mean, Knicks could have been fit. that kind of hate their owner. They, they haven't won in twenty years, but that's changed a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. Not that they so. I they don't like their owner, but mm-hmm. they've, they've changed. Uh, I mean, Major League Baseball. I don't know. I just told you there's a lot of teams that are pretty good. Don't feel like dysfunction. Yeah. I don't. I probably don't know each team in and out the NHL well enough. I'm being completely honest, in terms of dysfunction. No
2: dysfunction. I mean, I think Houston's got
1: that. I mean, Houston might be the most dysfunctional team in professional sports. In the United States.
2: I mean, I'm going to follow follow on on Twitter right now.
1: There we go. We'll push that out tomorrow on Texans Twitter Twitter and go crazy.
2: All
1: right. (laughs) Let's get it. Uh, Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you on TV, CBS 47 and Fox 30. We'll do it again tomorrow at 3 o'clock right here on ESPN 690.